If you want to go ahead and turn to Hebrews 13. Hebrews chapter 13. I'm going to briefly tell you some about myself. This is going to be so difficult. Um, (laughs) I was born. I grew up. I was an infant. I became a toddler. Made it to middle school. Went through high school. Most of you can relate to at least some of this so far. I moved with my parents a couple of times during those years. Eventually, I moved out of the house as I started college. Then I moved out a little bit more after I got my real job, first real job. Along the way, met my wife. We got married, had three kids, bought a house, moved again. My life, such as so many others' lives, such as your life, can be summed up in a word. Change. Changes. Every day, it changes. The poet put it this way. Change and decay in all around, I see. When change came, when change came into my world, when change comes to your world, I think you probably react the way in a similar way that I do. Um, looking back, especially at the birth of our children, they always brought change, and as that change came you looked for stability. You looked for something that didn't change. Something that you could, hey, we've got this. And uh, that was Stacia. We were together. That was the constant when our children came into the world. We were there for one another. In this life, there shall be change. It cannot be avoided. But I have an anchor for us, a reminder, Jesus Christ, God the Son, is the true, the one God. And here in Hebrews 13.8, which is our text, we read, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. The author of this letter to the Hebrews is coming to a close, and he's summing up his message. He wants to sum up what he has been declaring throughout this this letter. Throughout the letter, he has declared Jesus Christ is better, better than the types, better than the ordinances, better than the law. Jesus Christ is better. He's declared Christ to be the fulfillment of all the types and figures. In this letter, he has declared who Jesus Christ is. And here, 
he declares that who Christ is yesterday is who Christ is today and who he is tomorrow. In short, he says, the Lord Jesus Christ is I am. With this in mind, let's walk through this letter together. And may the Lord be pleased to remind us of who He is. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews 1, verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who, being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself, purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. The first thing we see declared about our Lord Jesus Christ is He is God. Specifically, He is God the Son. God hath spoken unto us by His Son the brightness of His glory and the express image of God. For in Christ dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When we see our Lord Jesus Christ, we see God. In John 14, verses 8 and 9, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me? Philip, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? As God, our Lord is the great revealer. The great revealer. Verse 2 says, God hath in these last days spoken unto us. Christ speaks to us and shows us the things of God. Christ is the Creator. Again in verse 2, God hath spoken unto us by His Son, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom He also made the worlds. Christ is the Creator of the physical worlds, such as the planets. The worlds of the plants and animals, the worlds of the governments, and the spiritual worlds. Do you find as you go about the daily task of living in this present world a longing to escape? Do you look forward to how pleasant and relaxing it is when we gather together as a congregation and we open the Word and the Lord is pleased, at least for a time, to block it out 
and give us a moment to worship, to look, to see, to search for Christ. When we meet together to worship and to contemplate for this hope of a world to come in which there is no sin, what a day. What a glorious day that will be. It is by our Lord Jesus Christ that the worlds are made. Verse 3, Jesus Christ, being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself purged our sins. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the one who purged our sins. He, the eternal God, before the foundation of the world, laid down His life for a sinful, rebellious people that He loved. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, before the foundation of the world, Jesus Christ purged our sins. Jesus Christ the same today purged our sins today. Jesus Christ the same forever purged our sins. Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Verse 3 again, who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power, when He had by Himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the Majesty on high. In verse 8, But unto the Son He saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of Thy kingdom. Our Lord is the Sovereign God. Oh! If we could just by faith grab onto that, the things of this world would roll off our back, roll off like water off a duck's back. It just wouldn't matter. He's on His throne and He does right and He reigns above all. The first thing that we saw revealed in Hebrews is that Jesus Christ is God the Son, the revealer of the things of God, the Creator of the worlds, the One who purged our sins, and He is the mighty King. Next, we see Jesus Christ the man. Hebrews 2, verse 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor. 
pause there for a moment. My youngest, who's now 15, but when he was four, we were out doing some yard work. And he turned to me, you with kids might appreciate this, he turned to me and he said, Daddy, can God die? That's one of those questions that I was like, I'll get back to you. <laughs> that one's deep. Hold on a minute. But isn't that a glorious question to meditate upon? We have just seen declared that Jesus Christ is God, the one true, eternal, living God. Having no beginning and no ending, and now we see Jesus Christ suffered death. Oh, how can it be? Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, and today, and forever, is a man. Paul wrote without controversy, Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Jesus Christ is the God-man. He's not half God and half man. He is God manifest, meaning to make visible or known what has been hidden or unknown. Christ is God manifest. Mankind, due to our fall and rebellion against God, we cannot approach unto Him. God, the holy, the just, the righteous God, should He consider a man ruined by the fall, dead in trespasses and sins, would consume that man in His justice. Our Lord, God the Son, took on the nature, took on our nature. He as a man fulfilled the law of God. He walked perfectly in front of God and in front of man. Then, to satisfy the law that we had broken and we held in contempt, He took our sin and our shame upon Himself. He endured to its satisfaction the just punishment of our sin. Hebrews 2 verse 9 But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that He, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Every man that He came Every man that the Father gave to Him, every man that was elected in Him, that He, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man, 
For it became Him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both He that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause He is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself hath suffered being tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempted. Jesus Christ, God the Son, is Jesus Christ the Son of Man. Hebrews 3.1 Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the Apostle and High Priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Christ is the Apostle, the Messenger of God. If we are to know God, it is Christ who must reveal Him to us. Our Lord said in Matthew 11:27, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. As God, the Son, as God the Son, Christ is the revealer of God. As man, he is the apostle, taught of God with the message of God. Continuing in verse, in verse 1 here. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. Christ Jesus is our high priest. Look over in chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. 
He is our unchangeable high priest. Turn over to chapter 7, verse 24. Chapter 7, verse 24. But this man, our Lord, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore, he is able also to save to the uttermost, save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such an high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's. For this he did once when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men high priests which have infirmity, but the word of the oath, which was since the law, maketh the Son who is consecrated forevermore. Now of the things we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched, and not man. What is the responsibility of an high priest? Chapter eight, verse thirteen, verse three. Excuse me. Chapter eight, three says, "For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices, whereof it is of necessity that this man." have somewhat to offer. What did he offer? Back in chapter 7, verse 27, Who, our Lord Jesus Christ, needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins, for he has no sin. Verse 26 says, He is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners and made higher than the heavens. First for his own sins and then for the people's, for this, this offering of sacrifice for the people's sin, he did once when he offered up himself. Jesus Christ himself is our, is our sacrifice. Turn over to chapter 9, verse 11. Chapter 9, verse 11. But Christ, being come an high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by His own blood, He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Then down to verse 24. For Christ is not entered 
into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us, nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entered, entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once, in the end of the world, hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for Him shall He appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Not only is He our sacrifice, but He is our effectual sacrifice. Hebrews 10, verse 11. And every high priest, and every priest, excuse me, standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. The Lord Jesus Christ is God the Son, the man, the apostle, the high priest, who offered himself as the sacrifice. And because his sacrifice is accepted, he is our rest. Hebrews 4, 9-11 says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. He is our rest, he is our surety. Hebrews seven nineteen to twenty two says, "For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God, and inasmuch as not without an oath he was made priest, for those priests were made without an oath, an oath but this with an oath by him that said unto him, the Lord swear." and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. He is our rest, He is our surety, and He is our mediator. Hebrews 9, verse 13-15 For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. How much more 
shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, He is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Christ our Lord is our faith. Hebrews 11, verse 32. Hebrews 11, verse 32. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell thee of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Japheth, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in flight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts, and in mountains, and in dens, and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. Chapter 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Turn over to chapter 13, verse 7. Remember them which have the rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith, not the man who spoke, but the faith, or Christ, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. What is the end of their conversation? Where did the pastors and teachers that came before us place their hope place their confidence. Verse 8, Jesus Christ, the same, yesterday and today and forever. That's a sure foundation. 
an anchor for our souls. One final thought. How important is it that Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever? It's the only hope we have. Malachi 3.6 Our Lord says, For I am the Lord. I change not. Therefore, because I change not, ye sons of Jacob, Jacob, that supplanter, that trickster, that liar, Jacob, as son of the promised seed, Jacob, the son of the friend of God, Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed because I change not. Jesus Christ, God the Son, who speaks to us the things of God, the Creator, the One who purged our sins, the Mighty King, Jesus Christ, the Man, the Apostle, the High Priest, the sacrifice. Jesus Christ, our rest, our surety, our faith. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. To those He chose, called, justified, and sanctified. What is our response? Chapter 13, verse 10. We have an altar whereof they have no right to eat, which serve the tabernacle. He is our altar. As our high priest, He took His sacrifice Himself and offered it upon His altar Himself. And now we come to our altar, adding nothing to it, lest we taint, lest we pollute His redemptive work. We come to our altar, verse 15. By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. In a world of constant change, when we need comfort, assurance, and help, may our Lord, our God, be pleased to remind us that He is the same yesterday and today and forever.